0: FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSradio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker.
1: right now that time eight you're tuned to wgns on this friday morning again today is the 9th of september and this morning we have live in studio jennifer salter and sarah wade both master gardeners and you're going to talk about a event that's coming up in fact it's right around the corner where folks can actually come out to the lane agri park and
2: pick fresh grapes so Tell us more about that. Good morning. Hi. Yeah, our annual grape harvest, uh, the Rutherford County Master Gardeners grape harvest. It's around the corner, as you said. It's on September the 10th. That's tomorrow morning from 7 to 11. Come rain or shine, unless there's lightning. Now, folks
1: can literally pick their own grapes. They can come out there.
2: We'll we'll ferry them. They'll park in the agri-park. We'll show them where to park. They will get on a trailer. We will ferry them out to the vineyard. They will be given a bucket and they can pick the grapes. We'll then ferry them back in under the pavilion near to the community center, where they will watch the grapes being destemmed and crushed. And if they bring a gallon jug of a clean gallon jug, they will be given a gallon of juice to take home.
1: That's pretty cool. Now, you guys did this last year as well. How did it go last year?
2: It was pretty good last year. It was not as big as in previous years, I guess, because of COVID. Uh, people were still worried about coming out. But we had a great time last year. The weather always seems to cooperate. It's never a brilliant, sunny, hot day for the last years that I've been involved. It's always been overcast and fairly cool, which well, is perfect.
1: I know yesterday it didn't get quite as hot as it has been. So hopefully it'll be a day where, you know, it's in the eighties, if not upper seventies even.
2: Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's supposed to be the eighties with a 70% chance of rain. But uh, as we said, we don't melt in the rain. <laughs> We're gardeners. We're, unless it's lightning and thunder out there, we'll be out there picking grapes. So bring your rain gear. And, and, and the pruners.
1: Starts the pruners. at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. till 11. Okay, 7 a.m. till 11 tomorrow morning, Lane Agri-Park. For those who don't know where the Lane Agri-Park is, if you know where Sam's Wholesale Club is and Tractor Supply, it's right down the street from those two on john r rice boulevard yes it is so how long have you been uh you know picking grapes and do you grow grapes personally
2: no i don't do you sarah
3: i did plant a few plants of these same kind in my yard they're not producing yet but the actual vineyard was established in 2005 and um 200 vines were donated to mtsu and an agreement was made that with the extension office to plant the vines to create a vineyard for educational purposes. So one of our master gardeners, um, and he also worked at MTSU, yes, Dr. Warren Anderson, and Dr. Tony Johnston planted all the um, vi- all the vines. And MTSU provided the post, the anchors of Trellis Wire, and they've just been growing ever since.
1: We've got quite a few vineyards in our area now. In fact, uh, I guess the most well-known one just outside of Eagleville, which is Arrington Vineyards. But more and more people are growing grapes, you know, for their own personal enjoyment, to make their own wine, to make their own grape juice. I mean, there's just a number of things that you can make with fresh-grown grapes.
3: Yeah, and they grow really well. So they don't have a lot, but this particular variety, the Cynthia Norton, they just are kind of disease resistant, and they just they grow really well in our terrible soil, <laughs> the terrible <laughs> natural soil. Um, our own vineyard, we do nothing to it. We they planted the vines, they've been growing all these years. We don't what we don't water it, we don't fertilize it, we don't we t- we trim them once a year in January. And then we harvest them this time of year. And so they just grow great, <laughs> you know?
1: You know, and it's really cool. I, I've seen where some people, you know, have they, they have like a, a cover over their patio outside where they will grow grape, grape vines. They'll train them to grow up the side of that. And, and you walk out their back door and there's grapes. I mean, it, it's pretty cool what you can do with grapes. Yeah. It is
2: these, these grapes make beautiful jelly yes I've, I've had the juice and the jelly and they're both terrific and, and I'm sure they taste great they do just as they do and as plain. they have we've been testing them every week and they have been getting sweeter and sweeter so I think they're just about perfect
1: well it, it's cool that you know I don't know when the whole fad of growing grapes in Tennessee started but it, it really wasn't that long ago maybe 15 years ago people really started getting into growing
2: grapes and now more and more folks have them in their backyard. It's just, it's neat. Yep. It is. And what's nice about this grape, the Norton Synthiana, you can, it's referred to by both names. It was actually um, first grown, it's grown in the Midwestern states, it's grown in the Mid-Atlantic states, as far south as um, Northeastern Georgia. And um, it was first cultivated in Richmond, Virginia. It's named for Dr. Dr. Daniel Norton, who hey, first grew it out there
1: and now this event that's coming up tomorrow it's free and it's a a kind of a learning event too yes it is yes it is what types of things
2: will folks be able to learn while out there tomorrow Uh, well we will all be there first of all we will tell them how to prune Uh, we will clean all the tools before they start Uh, so that's pretty important make sure you work with clean tools so that you don't introduce diseases to the uh, the vines, or even at home if you're gardening at home always use a clean tool okay so that's the first thing we'll do and then um, for those who've never harvested grapes before we'll show them where to cut it and uh, you know just let them loosen in the vineyard <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun we'll give you a bucket and so you fill that bucket full and uh, you'll it, I love watching the kids out there you, people will bring their children and the kids get right up underneath the vines so, and you'll hear their shouts of joy as they realize that there are a lot more underneath, hidden uh, underneath the big leaves. <laughs> so when you pick these grapes, I, I mean, are you
1: literally picking them? Are you cutting them on the vine? What, what are you doing?
2: It's, uh, it's a cluster, right? Yeah, it's, it's, the West. A, cluster it's a, cluster a cluster of grapes. It's a cluster of grapes. Just like not, you see
1: at the grocery store. Yes, uh-huh. it is.
2: So you will cut that cluster and put that in the bucket okay and uh, so no you don't harvest them individually it's not like strawberries and things like that <laughs>
3: <laughs> unless you're just eating them one by one right <laughs> now they are seeded they do have okay. a couple of seeds in them and there yeah. but they're small seeds so you can eat them they just might be a little crunchier than you're used to with yeah them. it's not a table grape
1: I, again with us this morning jennifer salter and sarah wade both master gardeners here in town so what made y'all want to take the program to become master gardeners
2: oh i'll let you you want to take that one first sure you're you're fairly new and you had a quite an interest in you when you joined
3: yes (laughs) i had i had heard about the master Gardener program when we lived in georgia years ago but i had little children at the time and just didn't have time to take it so when i decided to do it here um i was all my kids had gone to school and i was bound and determined to do it and that was 2020 so it was shut down two months after I got in (laughs) I waited 15 years um but I just love gardening I love learning about it I love teaching people gardening I think it's just a very we have to eat and if you can know how to grow your own food I think that's a great uh, thing to learn so
1: so what are some of your favorite vegetables or even fruits to grow at home
3: um I really like lettuces they're really easy they do really well here I've got the grapes um strawberries do wonderful here in Tennessee um Blueberries do pretty well as well, although mine haven't, <laughs> but that's because <laughs> they haven't taken care of the plants. Um, yeah, it's just great to just go out to your garden and harvest something. I don't know. You know, you know I know. think
1: there's something rewarding about, you know, growing your own vegetables, your own fruit in some cases, but knowing where that came from. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what fertilizer you put on there, you know, if you put a chemical on there. I mean, you know exactly what happened throughout the entire growth process. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it is really comforting to know that. I I know that when my granddaughters come to visit and they're going to the garden and they get into my little herb garden patch, that they can pick anything they want there to to eat because they will both pick things, uh, basil, fresh off the the bush and eat them right there. And I know that what they're getting has nothing, no pesticides, no fertilizers. It's good, clean stuff.
1: I noticed one thing that I've seen grow like crazy, like wildfire, mint mint grows it's <laughs> almost like kudzu it, yeah it, it can be yes
3: <laughs> if you want if you want to grow mint you need to uh put it in some kind of a container yes
2: <laughs> with regards to mint the pot is your best friend <laughs>
3: yes <laughs> but now i've also heard
1: it it helps your garden because it helps to keep certain animals away the mint
3: does i don't know if that's true or an old wives tell certain ones yeah there are certain it, there's one thing i really do like learning about it's called companion gardening and that's just the plants that benefit each other and it's just like the ecosystem everything has a has something that loves to eat it and loves to eat them you know and so having that balance and is really great in your garden so
1: what other types of things are fairly easy to grow and uh i guess jennifer we need to hear more about your background and what got you (laughs) into gardening (laughs) as well
2: well i was born and grew up in the caribbean so i had a tropical environment and uh Long after we moved to the States, we've moved around a bit. Our last move was in El Paso, Texas, in the desert, the high desert. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I bet it's hard to garden. It's like, do I garden? What do I do? And so I started attending the farmer's market and noticed there was a group called the Master Gardeners of El Paso County and started talking with them and getting advice and attending some of their weekend classes. And my husband noticed that they advertised they were hosting a class to become a master gardener. And I was very impressed with Master Gardeners and the way, the outreach, the, the, the talking to the public, helping us. Um, I love that aspect of it, reaching out, uh, education. And so I joined there, and uh, when my husband said we were moving to Murfreesboro, <laughs> I said, that's fine, but is there a Master Gardener Association? Because I'm not going if there are no Master Gardeners there. <laughs> and so we came, because so there was. <laughs> thankfully for your husband, there was. Yeah, there was.
1: <laughs> so what
2: in the Caribbean, what types of things were you able to grow there that you can't grow here? Um, any house plant that you have, you just stick it in the ground there, and it will grow. <laughs> So there's other. There's no, there's no season like winter. It's okay. rainy or dry, and so in some areas, it's going to be a lot
1: easier to grow certain types of vegetables, certain types of fruits that you probably can't grow here very well.
2: Yes, yes, definitely. What about? And, but the same problems. You have to look after your soil. Uh, you know, if it, if you get into an extended dry period, make sure you're watering them. So a lot of the basic problems that we have. Uh, things that we have to look out for are still there. What about things like, let's say, uh, uh,
1: I don't know, avocados and pineapples? I mean, is is there any way to grow that type of stuff here, or do you have to do it indoors if you do?
2: I think avocados probably indoors, or I know they grow them in, I mean, you see them in Florida and California. Um, the avocados I was used to are much bigger. You're just starting to see some of those in the supermarkets there. They're uh, typically... Are some everybody's backyard will have an avocado tree or a mango tree that's pretty neat and you just pull it off you know it falls (laughs) the trees are quite large so you have to wait for it to fall
1: and again the event coming up tomorrow at lane agri park it's called grape harvest day and like i said I, i know you guys did this last year but how many years running has this been going on
3: the first public harvest was in 2016. So not that long. I mean, I thought it had been going on longer, but they just took that long for the grapes to ripen. And they just would invite people individually to go and harvest them.
2: Prior to that, if you wanted to harvest any grapes, you'd have to ask permission to come in. Okay. But as the grapes really came into their own, um, we started inviting the public in. There are tons yeah <laughs> and you hate
3: to waste that food you know yes. you hate to waste it so why't share uh, it with our
2: community Yeah it, it's in conjunction with MTSU so th- their fermentation department will bring out the D stemmer and crusher and so when the grapes come back in from the vineyard uh, they will handle the grapes and turn over the juice which we then turn over to um, to anyone who wants to come out and bring bring their gallon jug.
3: The seeds and vines go on the compost pile, so there's no waste. It's a (laughs) win-win. It's a (laughs) win-win.
2: So
1: folks will be able to actually turn their grapes into grape juice there at the event tomorrow Mm -hmm. if they want to do that, or they can just take the whole grapes home and make jelly with them or
2: any number of things. I think they must. Food volunteers will be there. I I think they plan on being there, so if you have questions about preservation. Yes, so jams jellies things like that they should be able to help okay
1: and are there any classes coming up that folks need to be aware of that are going to take place at lane agri-park
2: uh well we have no more for this year um unless sometimes on a friday um it's not every friday during the farmers market season there are classes held under the pavilion but if you follow us on Facebook at Master Gardeners of Rutherford County TN, make sure you put the TN in there. There is a Rutherford County in um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so on Facebook? We will we will update you on events coming up. Okay. But our biggest event coming up is early next year, and that's our new Master Gardener class. And how many hours
1: of class are you talking to become a Master Gardener?
2: That is 40 hours so of quite a class. Few. And then 40 hours of volunteer work after that because we are a volunteer organization we are here to help the public so that volunteering
1: that you do what what types of things are you actually doing i guess things like grape harvest day would be one but what else are you doing
2: we have three basic tracks that we follow in our organization Uh, we have the education which is uh, like our classes Uh, we have a garden basics class uh, that's once a year we have information tables at both farmers' markets, so if you have questions, you can come and talk to us. We have a class at Sinclair Senior Center. Then we have the um, demonstration gardens. We want to talk about yeah, that we one, have so. great
3: garden. No, they're just they're great gardens. We have uh, there's a perennial bed, there's a where are all, all the beds? The butterfly bed, mm-hmm. there's an herb bed, there's a veggie bed, the, the vineyards of course, the vineyards, <laughs> and they all all the plants are labeled. Yeah, and you can. No, sometimes it's nice to go and say oh that's huge what is that you know well it's called phenomenal lavender so then you can go out and buy phenomenal lavender and have a huge plant yeah. in your yard
2: and on tuesdays and fridays again during their market season master gardeners are out there under the pavilion or they're working in the gardens so it's nice that there is somebody there to give you a tour or explain things on something to you and then we have outreach um we work in uh different programs with outreach to the public
1: and i guess any age can become a master gardener if they're willing in willing to put in that work and the hours to do it what's the youngest master gardener you've seen so far oh that's a good question are there any teenagers who've done it no. Not
3: yet. We no. did meet a girl from another county at our state conference who was a teenager, but we haven't had any in our yeah. county.
2: I think maybe late twenties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: Hey, and then the oldest have you seen? Oh. Ooh. <laughs> How old is the oldest?
2: Eighties. Eighties nineties. Yeah. That, because that's we have cool. different different uh, things like the education and the demonstration and the outreach, there is something for everyone and every ability. So you don't have to be out there with a shovel and weed in if you don't feel capable of doing it. There is another spot for you. You can help to educate people. You can out, reach out to people in different programs. So um, we try to... A place if, for everybody. If you, would like, if you would like to join us and you want to help people learn about research-based gardening, then there's usually a project, one of our projects that you can work with.
1: again Master Gardeners Jennifer Salter and Sarah Wade in studio with us this morning and once more we've been highlighting the grape harvest day which is a big event open to the public tomorrow and that's tomorrow between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Lane Agri Park and as we close this morning again what do folks need to bring with them tomorrow to pick grapes
2: Uh, first of all your pruners because you will need that to cut the grape the the stem of grapes your clean gallon jug I would advise rain gear tomorrow.
3: <laughs> just it's raining. Bring it just in yeah. case, you know. Put it A in hat. the car. Yeah. Yeah,
2: the normal things you have outside. It is grassy out there, so maybe some waterproof shoes. Yeah. <laughs> or sandals if you don't mind getting getting wet.
1: And again, the uh, the vineyard there at Lane Agro Park. If you're looking at the front, it's kind of towards the right back half corner of the property there. It looks really big, but again, how many? I don't know. How many rows do you have there? How big of a vineyard is it again? It is about about 40,000
3: square feet but there's five rows and each row is longer than a football field. We measured that last Mm -hmm. year. And this all
1: started with the cooperation of MTSU as they were beginning their fermentation program Mm -hmm. and I'm sure it's
3: used by students as a a teaching mechanism a lot as well. It is, yeah. Yeah. they the professors in fermentation will bring their kids out and have them harvest it and make wine and i don't know what else they do but <laughs> they <laughs> study them yes <laughs> again
1: grape harvest day takes place tomorrow at lane agri park in that address 315 john r rice boulevard 7 a.m until 11 a.m that's tomorrow saturday morning so just show up that's just all you need. To we'll do. be yeah. there be ready.
3: we'll
2: have signs we'll tell you where to park yeah we'll get you to the right place
1: sounds good well thank you for joining us this morning
2: thank, thank you. you for having us
1: again our guests jennifer salter and sarah wade both master gardeners here in town and once more the grape harvest day free event for the community to come out and get grapes pick their own grapes it's going to be 7 a.m until 11 at lane Agropark time right now eight thirty-eight. more news and information coming up
0: Weird News Radio WGNS 100.5, 1019 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demus's now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas and we can deliver it to your door. If you're interested in our catering, you can go to demusesrestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demases Family Restaurants, go to DemasesRestaurants.com Demases Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street.
4: Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search
1: WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com.
4: Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Divorce touches all areas of your life. Family, friends, career, retirement, few things in life affect so much. At Cordell & Cordell, we have a lot of experience protecting these interests for clients across America. In the process, we've come to know our clients pretty well. If you're a guy facing divorce, your chief concern, if you have kids, is to preserve your role in their lives. As to assets, you probably prefer tax-deferred savings over cash, and you likely would rather give up an asset than to pay maintenance. Also, lest you think we didn't notice, you wanna pay as little to divorce lawyers as possible. Look, Cordell & Cordell can be successful only if our clients walk away feeling good about us. That means they feel not only that the result was the best possible in the circumstances, but also that their attorney fees were both reasonable and affordable. If this seems right to you, then let us be the partner that you count on.
0: Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Nashville area attorneys.
1: 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. What
0: were you doing 25 years ago? Jenny May and Dr. Carl Adams dreamed of a beautiful, tree-filled campus for senior citizens. On Friday, September 16th, that dream celebrates 25 years. Come to Adams Place and enjoy games for kids and adults, entertainment and food trucks. It's free, Friday, September 16th, at Adams Place.
3: 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart.
0: The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekday mornings at eight ten. Your good neighbor station, Rutherford County's place to talk.
1: We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms here for this afternoon, with partial sunshine developing and a high in the upper eighties for tonight. Chance for rain and storms late alone near sixty-seven. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vuchitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's sixty-three.
0: The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
1: Right now that time, 842, you're listening to WG NASA again so on this Friday morning. Today is the 9th of September, and of course, we just wrapped up our talks about the grapes that you can pick for free tomorrow between 7 a.m. and 11 a.m., and that is all at the Lane Agri-Park. And now joining us live in studio, we have David Coggin with Barnabas
4: Vision. David, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Well, good. Are you going to go out there and pick some grapes tomorrow? i may but it's supposed to rain tomorrow so i don't think so that's true that's true
1: (laughs) so what all is going on at barnabas vision because it seems like you guys always have something new happening
4: uh yes it's um we always got something going on um these days um, we got new classes that have just started up in person parenting classes scoping skill class um, classes for raising kids and um, a lot a lot of other classes and we also, um, our homeless prevention program is continuing to growing and then we're starting to get into our uh, fall and our Christmas season where we do a lot to help in November and December with people. It's hard to think that in August I was starting to think about Christmas.
1: I, I know but you know literally it's just a few months away. Every year you guys put together a special event for those who are homeless in our community, and I don't remember how many years you guys have done it, but you put folks up in a hotel, and this really enables a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness, a chance for maybe their kids to come over and spend Christmas Eve with them. It gives them a chance to, to sit down with, with children who maybe they've lost contact with over the years. I, I mean, it's just a huge variety of age groups but how how does all that kind of come together, and is that something that's going to happen this year? Because I don't remember during COVID. I don't. How did y'all handle that?
4: Well, we still um, did that program during um, COVID. I think this is about to be our eighth or ninth ninth year. I can't remember when we started. Of course, you were a very important part of that process as we um, started. I remember my brother Adam calling me and said is there anybody that has nowhere to go at at christmas time and i said yes i know there's a few i said probably scott walker knows even more people and so we said well maybe we'll think about four or five and i think that year we ended up putting up over 25 um people um thanks to a lot of the people that you knew and everything and through that then also with the coldest night shelter mm-hmm. uh, we at Barnabas Vision will help keep that open especially when the temperature is above um, the 32 so a lot of the single adults can go there and have a place and they can have a Christmas some kind of dinner and meal and a place to go and then we sort of provide a place with the families and we did that even um, during COVID and COVID they you know there wasn't as much get-together because we also, usually this event is at the Ramada Inn, and they've always been gracious to us. They've let us have their big um, room, so the only thing that happened during COVID is we didn't use that big meeting room to gather for meals or anything, but um, they come there, they usually have some food for Christmas Eve, um, a meal, uh, two or three meals um, Christmas Day, and then they leave the day after the, meal sort of uh, changes Sometimes groups comes in I think um one Christmas Scott you and I were running around trying to find Wendy's hamburgers for them one year that's,
1: that's right it, yeah we uh I forgot what happened but uh we we somehow forgot the food the next day and we had to try to find somewhere that was open that would sell us enough food for everybody but I, I know, I think, is it Christmas Eve? Demetrius Nelson always came out, and uh, his church put together a huge meal for Christmas Eve. But, yeah, it's a it's a good event. A lot of people are involved in helping out with it. And, uh, you know, it's it's hard to imagine living on the street during Christmas, you know, but it happens.
4: Uh, yes, yeah, so and we call it the Room in the Inn um, program because... Of, of Jesus and how he started and the room in the end and we try to say you know here's a place for you and your families to be this Christmas um, day and hopefully to give it, give them a strong finish to the year and, and think about the new year and sometimes like parents who are homeless and their children are at different places like Good Shepherd it give them the chance for a few days to to be a family
1: and you know we're fortunate to have places like the good shepherd's home here in our community because a lot of communities especially smaller ones they don't have somewhere like the good shepherd's home
4: uh yes and so yeah that's a real good um work and we're proud to sort of partner with them from time to time
1: Again, David Coggin, our guest today with Barnabas Vision here in Murfreesboro. And Barnabas Vision has a variety of classes. I know you mentioned that as we came on the air this morning, but a lot of classes that really are geared towards family and and maybe keeping families together in some cases and and holding them together, uh, coping classes. So what, what are some of those different coping type classes that will help teach skills that could be very valuable let's say to moms
4: well, well some is grief and there as you know scott there's so many different times types of grief you know um grief of a loved one grief that the relationship came to an end um grief even over a, a job and yeah. so there's so many different levels of Grief, So that's one. And then also, um, stress management. That's a big one right now in coping with anxiety and also with, um, anger, especially, you know, with our society, you know, right now in the ever-changing, um, society. So those are, I guess that's three or four of the classes.
1: When, when you help out folks, when you talk to folks, what seem to be some of the biggest problems right now in our society?
4: well obviously you know homeless uh, you know can't afford homes the cost of living but i also think um low self esteem is really at the bottom of it and anxiety and um and, and scared and the lack of encouragement something that you can't really evaluate or 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 put in a bottle but i see a lot of people when they get the encouragement even through prayer or just a word of encouragement just like someone that says okay maybe i haven't been through what you've been through but I, under- I understand and i think you can do it even though they might have made lots of bad choices in the past and you know we probably all we all have made bad choices um but just having that person that believes in them i think makes a uh, world of difference but uh, you know as well as just low self-esteem right now.
1: I think for a lot of people anxiety has risen over the last couple of years more than ever and I think COVID is partly to blame for that because people have not been able to interact as they once did uh, at least over the past couple of years. Uh, It's gotten a whole lot better but still some people I think they're kind of secluding themselves without realizing it because of things they learned during COVID.
4: Uh, yes, I think you know, COVID, um, with a lot of the isolations and everything, pe- people you know learn to sort of be content, and now as they're trying to, but everybody needs other human beings to interact, and I think they miss that, and sometimes they don't know how to interact anymore.
1: Yeah, it, it can be tough. I, I think for a, a lot of people to kind of get back on track, you know, but people are still getting back on track and some of the classes that you offer will definitely help that but more than anything it'll help give you a chance to interact with others who may be experiencing some of the same problems you're going through
4: uh yes and that's what i like about uh, my james class is i look at james chapter um one and the verse three where it says we all face trials and and i tell everybody we're all going to face trials and I said I face trials um, Scott you face trials other people face trials our trials may be different and one of the thing I like about that class is when they start talking they talk about going through a hard time and sometimes someone will say oh yes I've been I've been through that years ago let me tell you what I did or and they find out that they're not the only ones um, going through something and even if the trials are different they're like, okay, everybody going, it's not, it's not me.
1: I I think the minute people get involved in something, be it a small group at church, some of your classes or, or whatever it is, I think the minute they get involved, they will be able to look around and start to realize that they're not the only one going through whatever problem it is they're experiencing. A lot of people really experience a lot of the same problems in life and you mentioned some of them, like the grief, the anxiety, depression, and then the the homelessness. Have you seen an increase in the number of those who are homeless here in Rutherford County?
4: Uh, Yes, I have, and on the verge of being homeless as well.
1: And we're seeing organizations like, for example, of course, I know Barnabas Vision works with a lot of organizations out there, but I know Journey Home, they're working towards an ultimate goal of building a larger facility and that just tells me the problem really is increasing i mean you're seeing it other organizations are seeing it uh are we gonna i don't know run out of run out of help for some of these who live here who are homeless or do you think we'll be able to grow as our community grows
4: well in rutherford county we have such a loving community I think we'll always strive to meet the needs out there and we'll do our best and one of the things you know someone even said this uh, yesterday that all the agencies don't seem to be in competition with each other we all work together and I know um, Scott Foster at Journey Home we talk on a regular basis and Cliff Sharp and the three of us we get together um, several times a year um and as well as the other agencies and we sort of you know work together to help the community but the, you know it is growing and there are growing pains with that
1: what i've noticed in murphy's bro is that the non-profits they will literally point somebody in the right direction you know if, if this if your organization can't help that person in the way they need to be helped they'll say hey go to Greenhouse Ministries for this, that they will help you further or go to Journey Home or or wherever it may be. But organizations really do work together here. And I don't know that you see that in some of the larger communities out there.
4: Uh, You probably don't. I'm not part of the larger community, so I don't know. But definitely here in Murfreesboro, I think the community here would be surprised how much we do talk to each other and how much we do sort of you know work together and you know there are some things that may overlap but they overlap and we communicate and then uh, we all have our own niche to sort of help the whole person to help the person holistic
1: now next week september 15th a special event is coming up the barnabas vision has put together there's going to be live music there's going to be food And a chance to learn how you can get involved more with Barnabas Vision and I believe that's going to be at Just Love Coffee out there on MTCS Road. Tell us more about that event.
4: Well it's going to be a relaxed event. Um, There'll be music by Johnny and Heidi. Um, They used to be a band out of Nashville. I think now they live in Florida but they come back quite a bit to this area and just come out, listen to some songs, um, help support Barnabas' vision so we can continue to help um, other people in our community. Um, Already this year, we've been able to help over 400 people to either financially stay in their homes or get them into homes, um, help them from not being evicted, um, help them to be able to get to work until they got their uh, first paycheck by paying their gas cards and i think that number is going to be way over 500 by the end of the year and as you know the cost of living cost of gas has gone up i know it's coming down right now but for a few months um it was really expensive so um, this event will help us to continue to um help help people this year and going into next year
1: some of the really cool programs that barnabas has that other folks don't have are programs like the adopt a grandparent program now that that's something that i think is really unique but it's definitely it's something that's really needed because there's a lot of elderly folks out there who really have no more living family and it's got to be tough on them so with that adopt a grandmother or adopt a grandparent program at barnabas how do people get involved and, and what are they doing
4: Well, you can write notes and we would get you in touch with the um, activity person. We do go to a couple of nursing homes and in the group setting. But because of COVID, that program has changed a little bit. Um, But we are hoping it's going to sort of start back up in the next few months as, um, you know, COVID seems to. I won't say behind us, but we're, you know, living with it and we're, you know, seeing that places are letting us to come back in i've been able to go into a few um, nursing homes but not health care centers but not like i used to be
1: and then you also have an adopted teen program Uh, tell us more about that one
4: well again our adopted teen program especially um, at christmas time we try to help um, teens have a good christmas but we what we really do is try to help the family tell the family you focus on paying your rent, you focus on paying your bills and help us to help your um, children to have some type of Christmas so it doesn't become a financial burden. It's all part of our um, homeless prevention uh, program, just a small part of it. Uh, But one of the reasons we started that and and think it's a beneficial program is that a couple years after I started Barnabas Vision, I saw a very increase on people coming and asking for help after Christmas and saying they got into a financial, you know, burden and so we're saying, hey, let us help with Christmas. We'll adopt teens because there's so many different programs out there for the younger kids and we tried to you know, help that with the kids and I know um, some people will put like a fishing trip you know, yeah. in, in there or something like that. Um, each of our sponsors will do something, um, you know, different
1: again with us this morning, David Coggin with Barnabas vision here in Murphy's Murfreesboro. And if anybody listening would like to learn more about some of the classes or how they can get more involved, or even to learn more about that Thursday event that's coming up, that's going to be next Thursday at just love coffee. You can go to the website, the or give them a call. But again, all the information is at the and David we're already out of time.
4: <laughs> Thanks for having us.
1: Definitely. Time right now 8:59. Stay with us. More news and information comes your way next right here on WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947.